and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And, uh, you know, actually, we have Roger Gregg, uh, one of our favorite guests, back here on the show this week. Um, this was actually meant to be our start of a BBC series. However, um, since I was recording this on St. Patrick's Day, it just seemed a little bit blasphemous to start uh, with a piece from Britain. So um, for a little, you know, shout out to Ireland and um, specifically Roger Gregg based there in Dublin, we're going to feature a double feature of uh, Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's work. First piece off the Crazy Dog Live collection, a piece called Ferdy the Druid, we once ran back in uh, I think it was 2009 in May, and then we'll be file, uh, following up with a piece from a series by Roger Gregg called um, The Apocalypse of Bill Lizard. Bill Lizard, he did three pieces of, which are, is a very surrealistic trip through um, the, the landscape of Ireland. So if you haven't quite gotten enough uh, Irish spirit, we're going to have your dosage for it this week here on Radio Drama Revival. Uh, before we get into that, we do have Captain Radio again. He's got a piece from the National Audio Theatre Festival. It's called William's Leap for Freedom by uh, released with Sue Media. A great piece. Sue's is a uh, worked on it um, with Renee Pringle and many other people. Uh, let's let Captain Radio tell you his piece. Greetings, Audionauts. Captain Radio here with a review of Sue Media Productions' William's Leap for Freedom. Within his lifetime, William Wells Brown became America's first bona fide black novelist, playwright, and travelogue. Now, thanks to a serendipitous collaboration, this self-made literary's challenging and sometimes unblinking drama, Leap for Freedom, becomes the focus of a distinguished independent audio production. After successfully staging Dr. Cheryl Black's original adaptation of the play for the 2008 Missouri History and Performance Theater, the Missouri State Historical Society approached veteran audio producer Sue Zizza. She recognized the script's audio potential and recruited both director Renee Pringle and producer David Shin to continue working further with Dr. Black. The resulting script was performed at the 2010 National Audio Theater Festival Workshop and produced this emotional and essential recording about the ostensible father of black literature in America. Though the NATF audio features an imaginative dialogue between Wells Brown and a prospective drama producer, followed by lively excerpted scenes from the play itself, it opens with intriguing detailed historical background narrated ably by host Dion Graham. William Wells Brown was born a slave in Lexington, Kentucky. It is said that his mother was the daughter of Daniel Boone and a black woman. Brown was a fugitive slave, a conductor on the Underground Railroad, an abolitionist, an anti-slavery lecturer, an historian, a medical doctor, and a poet. His particular life experiences gave him a thorough education, and with that came an understanding of human nature and of American culture and society from 1815 through 1884. Years after William became house playmate to his slave master's son, the extended household moved to St. Louis, where some slaves were let out to earn for the master, as described here by Mirren E. Willis, who enthusiastically and punctually voices Wells Brown throughout. I was put to work in the office of the St. Louis Times, edited by Elijah P. Lovejoy. Here... My heart began to feel more longings for liberty. I am chiefly indebted to Reverend Lovejoy and to my employment in the printing office for what little learning I obtained while in slavery. After many failed escape attempts, Brown succeeded on New Year's Day, 1834. Then, Wells Brown focused on producing his own dramas that highlighted contemporary American self-deception about racial bigotry, particularly among those of faith, as the following scene illustrates. Last week, Hannah stole a goose. Killed it, cooked it, and she and her man Sam ate it. And then, you see, 
Hannah had to be severely whipped before she'd confess. Indeed, indeed. And I want to know if you think that Hannah is fit to go to the Lord's Supper after stealing that goose. Well... The Audio Publishers Association has nominated William's Leap for Freedom for an Audi Award in the Best Original Work category. You can listen now to William's Leap for Freedom on the Audio Drama Showcase channel at captainradio.com or by visiting the production website at prx.org. Until next time, Audionauts, this is Captain Radio signing off. All right, and thanks, Captain Radio, CaptainRadio.com, uh, and Williams Leap for Freedom is now available on the ZBS Foundation website, zbs.org. We will be featuring a different work of producer Suze's later the month of April. Um, of course, if you want your show in consideration for a feature here, either in review or on the show, hit the submit link at radiodramarevival.com. All right, and now for our feature presentation from Roger Gregg's Crazy Dog Live collection from RTE Radio Live in Dublin, Ireland, a few years back, Crazy Dog Live's Ferdia the Druid. Enjoy. To whom it may concern, live from Studio One in the RTE Radio Centre, it's Crazy Dog Live! I shall tell you a story set in the time of ancient Irish legends where magical things happen at the drop of a talk. Oh, I should know, for I wear the cloak of a druid. My name is Ferdia, Ferdia the Druid, and this is my tale. Oh, the druid is going to perform magic! That's it! Everyone gather round, there's room for everyone from the village to see, for I am Ferdia, master of the magical arts. I have harnessed all four elements of the periodic table. Earth, wind, fire, and... Uh, uh, water? Yes, yes, and water, indeed, yes. Yes, I, Ferdia the Druid, have flown with the salmon, swum with the deer, and run with the swan. No, no, that's not quite right. But anyway, I move unseen, or unseen through the dark ether in my druid's cloak of invisibility and enchanted plimsolls. Prove it. No, let's see this cloak of invisibility, old man. Who are you, young man? I'm Gildorf the Bard. A bard? Oh, that explains your black suit and the ring in your very, very big nose. Yes, I'm the singing poet of this village, and this is my axe. That is a harp. I know, but I call it my axe. I've modified it to give it more edge. <laughs> You seem awfully young to have graduated from a Celtic bard school. Bard school is for squares. I'm self-taught, right? Oh, then you do not know the ancient rhymes of our people. Affect that trad stuff. I do my own thing my own way. No, Geldon, don't, please! I sing a Celtic dirge of woe and despair, of acne oh, and the me. angst of combing my hair, of the rain and pain of puberty, a song about me and my misery. All is lost, there is no point, no point in going on. I'm a loser, baby, and this is my song. Silence, Geldorf, that is enough. But I'm just... No, you're not. But you said... Enough. But my, you never... Shh, let, oh. Not in front of the tribe. Your screeching is attracting those crows again. Get away, you birds! Crows are cool. 
You'll have to excuse my big-beaked son, Druid Ferdia. You are his mother? Yes, I am Deirdre, the chief. You are chief of this fair village? That's right. Around here, I wear the checkered trousers. And very nice checkers, too. <laughs> Thank you. Under my leadership, our settlement has won the All-Ireland Tidy Mud competition three years running. That's right. <laughs> oh, my! But alas! Those happy days of tidy mud are gone. For now, we are in sore need of a druid's magic. Oh, it's lucky I'm here, then. Perhaps. Let us first see proof of your magical power. See what? How about that cloak of invisibility of yours? Well, uh, just, well, of course... Do you, you have one, don't you? Yes, 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 of course. Now, where is the... Oh, where did I put that cloak? It's somewhere around here... No, no, that's the hairline of forgetfulness. The talk of asphyxiation. The brooch of breast augmentation. It should be here. This is no druid. He's a fake. Whenever you're ready. Just a tick. He has no invisible cloak. Oh, no? No. Well, that's where you're wrong. For I have it here. Get ready, everyone, to look at the cloak. I will hold it up for you all to see. Ready now? Here it is! What? There's nothing there. Oh, really? I'm holding it out right now. There's nothing in your hands. Oh, but there is. Tis the invisible cloak. Look closer, everyone. <gasps> oh, come on, get real. You're all in the tingling presence of magic. Feel it? You stand ankle deep, not in your tidy mud, but in mystery. Not everyone can sense magic, only special people. We're special. That's right. Only those attuned to the other side can feel it. Why, I was in Dunleary last week, and those sample felt nothing. Dunleary? But Javama Dance. Ah, yes. But you sense it, don't you? Yes, I sense the tingle. Can you all sense that tingle? Yes! yes! And you, Chief, you also feel the presence of magic. Like all Irish leaders, I stand firmly behind the mob. We're special! What's wrong with you people? There's no supernatural tingle. It's just a little bell he's shaking. Oh, is it now? Yes. Is it really? Yes. No magic here, you say? No. No mystery at all? No, just an old man shaking a little bell in front of a big bunch of Egypts. You hear that, everyone? No magic here, he says. Only Egypts. What? That's right. Give me that bell. No, you can't have it. No, no, no. You see, everyone, it's just a bell. See? You're all fools. Armadons and morons. Just look around. You don't know your arse from a hole in the ground. Hey, give me back my harp, you pathetic Philistines. Kill the bird! Whack him to death with his harp. No, don't harm him on my account. We need a real drool with real magic. Then take heart, for I am here. Good. Three cheers for Fardy and the Druid. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! <laughs> Thank you. Hooray. How okay. large are your powers of magic? Uh, my powers know no bounds. You have no fear of beast, bird, or magical beings? None at all. Not even of the magic of the she. Ha! Those devilish spirits, you must be joking. I long for the day when I show them what's what. Well, long no more. 
Listen, everyone, our prayers have been answered. Ferdia shall deliver us! Yes, I shall! I shall! What? Deliver us! Deliver you from what? From the she! The she? They've stolen away all our sons. One by one as they slept in their beds. And in the morning there they were. Gone! I see. A veritable changeling epidemic. So we did what any Celt would do. You search for them? Oh, no, no, no. We prayed. And made sacrifices. Oh. Yes, we threw all our jewellery into the sacred lake. Egypt. Then we threw all our precious swords into the lake. Fools. Then we threw all our cattle into the lake. Losers. Then what? Then all the fish died. And the water stank. Oh, my. But our prayer is answered. For with your magic, you will fight the she. And we'll win back our young men. Yes, but unfortunately I can't, you see. Sowin draws near and there's the annual Druid's Convention which I must attend, so I'm afraid I must gather up my things and let's... Stay where you are! But, 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 you Fair see, dear I... the Druid, I place you under Gesh to get our sons back from the she. The Gesh is the ancient sacred duty-bound oath of honour no decent Celt can refuse. Yes, I'm aware of what a Gesh is, but you see... I have already placed you under an anti-Gesh, not to place me under Gesh. When did you ever? I did it secretly. Secretly? Yes, for I foresaw that this would come to pass, and thus took measures secretly. Well then, I also secretly, ages ago, laid out an anti-anti-Gesh when praying, which was before your anti-Gesh was laid. Ah, but seeing as I do far into the future, I foresaw even this and uh, laid an anti-anti-anti-gesh upon you before any of this even began. Well then, seeing into the future as you do, you'll know then that I am about to place this dagger at your throat. Like this. <coughs> it's a very sharp blade. Yes, 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 yes. I foresaw that, and uh, that is why you can put away your dagger. <laughs> I was merely testing your faith <laughs> and um, desperation. Oh, we're desperate. Very desperate. You are our only hope? Ah, yes, of course. Just point me in the right direction, and I will fight the cursed spirits of the underworld, and then next you'll know your sons will be marching home. Just allow six to eight weeks for delivery. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll uh, be off. Wait a minute. Yes? Can't you see? This druid is not going to get the lads back. Oh, but he is. Because you are going with him. What? What? Throw them both down into the underworld! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, please, please, please! Oh. Can't we discuss this? Oh, no, no. And so it came to pass that myself and Geldorf, the big-nosed bard, were taken by the villagers to the mouth of the cave of Lukrupnimike de Gohoya, the entrance to the land of the She. Okay, get them right up to the edge. Oh, please, let, let, and that's far not enough. Do anything rash. Let's not do anything no rash. No mortal has ever returned who has dared enter this enchanted cave. No one has ever returned because this pit of a cave is hundreds of feet deep. Yes, that too may be a factor. Down into the cave with them. Well, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye! Down we fell into the underworld, where the ancient Daedanum took refuge long ago. We're going to die. We shall all die. I mean down here. So did I. Did I?
Listen. Do you hear that? What? It's coming from down there. It's like voices. Oh yes, I hear it. A mournful sound. As if a thousand lost souls were looking for a thousand lost socks. Let's go see. Let's not. Maybe there's something down there. That's what I'm afraid of. Come on. <laughs> it's coming from just ahead where the tunnel opens up into a wide cavern. Look! A flickering, eerie light flickering eerily. Stop! A step further and they'll see us. Oh, my word! The place is glittering all right with diamonds, emeralds, rubies. Shh! And there's hundreds of the sheep. Gathering around a little gold throne. We've stumbled on their treasure trove. Shh! They'll hear us. Listen. Your Majesty, why don't we just let the young human men go? What? Just like that? Yeah. That's right, tossed them back like a uh, fish. Are you insane? Yes. We can't do that. Why not? It goes against everything we stand for. We stand for something. We are the she. We enchant, we shapeshift. You know, mess with people's heads and wreak mischief. We wreak? Yes. Yes, we do. We've been luring handsome young men down into our world since the day those moronic gales drove us underground. But we're after taking every decent young man from the village. We must find a suitable husband for my daughter. Ah, Jesus, not the daughter again. <laughs> Sowen approaches and she must find her true love and seal that love with a deep kiss. Why would a kiss? Because that's just the way it is. Well then, let's turn the young men into deer or uh, swans. Anything at all and set them loose. They're stinking up the place. <laughs> I can smell them even here in a treasure trove. What? What's this? You're right. The stench of humans, and it's coming from over there. Oh my, she's looking right at us. Who goes there? Come out now, come out, I say. Uh, hello, Your Majesty. Yeah, how are you? Who dares enter here? Well, we didn't actually enter here. We were more <laughs> tossed in, you see. Oh? Yes, so if you could just show us the way out, we won't bother you. Silence! Approach my throne. Yes, your majestic queenship. Why, sir, you are a druid. Yes, yes, I am. Why didn't you say so? Oh, I don't like to boast, but actually I'm... I hate druids. Oh. And this young human... That man. Yes, this young man with a very, very big... Nose. And holding a... a, a harp. Harp. You're one of those. <laughs> Bards, yeah. I'm a poet. Very cutting edge, too. Ole, 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 Stop that! Okay. Hmm. You have successfully found our treasure trove. Prepare the intruders for the feast! Hey, look. They've brought out a huge cooking pot. It's a solid gold cauldron. This is our ancient magical non-stick cauldron with stay-cool safety handles. It is both ceremonial and practical and comes with a three-year guarantee from the ESB. It's big. Very big. So big. You'll both fit comfortably inside. <laughs> what? Toss the intruders into the cauldron. Oh, <laughs> 
You'll never try and steal our treasures again. Oh, this is just great. Now we're stuck down in the bottom of a cooking pot, down in the bottom of the underworld. What are you going to do with us? Guess. Uh, well, I'm afraid to say. Let me give you a hint. No, no, please. Light the fire beneath the cauldron. Oh, that's what I feared. Hey, what's going on? They're making a broth of us. That's right. Druid soup with chunks of bard. <laughs> hey, this is getting warm. It's going to get a lot warmer. This is going to ruin my heart. <laughs> Well, it's about time. If you'll excuse me, intruders, I have some family business to attend to. No, that's quite all right. This is so bleak, man, like totally right. Shifra, my child, what hour do you call this? I don't know. What's cooking in the pot? Well, let us out of here. Just some humans. Shifra, I want a word with you. Oh, God. What is it now? Where were you? Out. Out where? Just out, I okay? want to know. I told you, out. Shifra, this is my kingdom, and as long as you live here, you will answer me. I was hanging out with my friends. I thought we agreed about not seeing them anymore. I didn't agree. You agreed. Don't speak to me like that. You asked me a question, and I answered it, okay? I don't like your tone. Tone? I don't have tone. You have the tone. You don't know anything. I know far more than you think I do, young lady. No, you don't. Oh, believe me. I know all about those disgusting vermin you hang around with. They're called crows, mother. Crows, not vermin. And don't talk about my friends like that. They are not your friends. How do you know? You don't even know them. You never even met them. You just judge them. You know, I'm glad they never call over because then I'd have to let them meet you. Turning yourself into a black crow and sitting on a branch all day and all night is no way to carry on. It's gothic, mother. I like sitting with the crows and keening. Someone's going to die. It's cool. You're supposed to be out appearing to mortal young men as a beautiful princess, combing your long golden tresses beside a burbling spring, trying to enchant a suitable husband with a magic kiss. That's what you're supposed to be doing, not turning yourself into a horrid black crow. I do what I want. What you want and what you are going to do are two different things. No, they're not. You'll do as I say. I will not. Oh, you will, young lady. No, I won't. And take that ridiculous black cowl off your head. All right, there. <laughs> Happy now, mother? Shiafra. What have you done with your hair? I cut it off. You've cut it all off? Yeah. Oh, ye gods, what have you done, child? I'm not a child! This is unacceptable. Well, I accept it. It's my hair, and I can cut it any way I want. I don't tell you how awful your hair is. Shifra, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. You are a daughter of the she, and you must act like one. That's all I am to you, isn't it? I'm your daughter. I'm their princess. I'm to be someone's wife. Well, I'm not any of those things. I'm me. Me. That's who I am. I'm... Getting really hot in here, you know? So this is how it ends, Gildor. Yeah. We're just a couple of carrots in the soup of life. Can't you do any druid tricks to get us out of here? Since we're stewing to death, I might as well tell you. Uh, I'm a bit of a fake. How much of a fake? Oh, well, um, a complete fake. You don't know anything about druids? Well, no, that's not strictly true. I did go to druid school for 22 years, but I failed the druid leaving. You did? Yes. I had a bad cold on the last hour of the last day. I sneezed and let the sacred mistletoe fall to the ground. 
After 22 years of study, the last minute counted for 98% of the total grade. I let it drop and was failed. Backing exam system? Yes, but there you are. Well, since we're uh, confessing things, I, I don't really know how to play this harp. Yes, I had guessed. Mm. Or sing. I'd guessed that too. No way, you did? Yes, I did. I cannot believe that you disobey me like that. Believe it, Mom. Now what are we going to do about Samhain? Who cares? I care. We all care. This isn't just about you. The balance between the worlds is at stake. So? So, unless you choose a human husband with a magic kiss, we're doomed. We lose our magic. Is that all you care about? Every she has been waiting on you hand and foot, haven't we? You're embarrassing me, Mother. We've stolen every clean-cut, suitable, wholesome young man, and not one of them makes you happy. You like them so much, why don't you kiss them? You better look them over again and pick one. Time is running out. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, dear. Yes? Ouch. D just before we reach the boil here, uh, do you mind if I sing? Oh, I suppose if it helps, go on, give us a song. I don't like Mondays. I'm not surprised. I don't like Tuesdays. I don't like Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, will you come join in, will you? Yeah. I don't like... When I find the right mortal mother, I'll know. I'll know because something, something will come over me. Something I've never felt before. Something wonderfully bleak. Like a dark, doleful dirge that... What is that sound? That noise piercing my ears like a knitting needle. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's those horrible mortals simmering in the cauldron. I must see them. Well, look in the pot. See? That one is a druid, and the other is a young bard with a big nose. Oh, it's, it's like the beak of a crow. He's lovely. Oh. Don't stop, please. <laughs> I don't like any day. That was like totally brilliant. Yeah, right. Here, let my magic pull you up out of that pot. <laughs> Thank you. Shifra, what are you doing? Stay out of this, mother. What's your name? Geldorf. Hello. What about me, Geldorf? Huh? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, listen, could you get the druid out as well? Okay, sure, of course. Here. Oh. Oh, 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 thank you. What a relief to be out of that cauldron. I'd like to... Oh. What have we here? I love your axe. Oh, yeah. I modified it myself. <laughs> Very Bronze Age. Yeah, totally bronze. So, like... What are you doing here? Ah, you know, being boiled to death. Ugh, that's my mother. She's like so uncool. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my. Oh my. It's happening. Quick, a spell. Now, what are the words? Love is in the air, everywhere. No, 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 that's not it. Um, all you need, hey there, you're, oh, um, all you need is love. But what no. are you doing, Druid? Uh, taking credit. Ah, now, let's see. Hey there, are you with us? No, no. Sex bomb, sex... No, no, that's not right. No, no, no. I like your nose ring. 
I like your hair. It's so radical. Did anyone ever tell you you look very bird-like? You mean with my nose? Yeah, like, like a crow. I like crows. <laughs> so do I. You're I love very... your... You're I never so... Felt... <laughs> <laughs> go on, me. No, no, no. No, no you, you go. Oh, okay. Um, I'd like to... Can uh, I? Yes. Is done. Sealed with a magic kiss. We're saved! Just in time. There, you see? See what? How my love spell worked. Your spell? Sure. Don't you feel the presence of magic? Here, listen. You hear that? Yes. That's the tingle of magic. Not everyone hears that, you know. Only special people. Oh, I am the queen of the she, you know. I'm very special. Of course you are. Uh, Your Majesty, I couldn't help noticing that you keep a lot of jewels lying about, and you know, and a good druid could help you to hide them. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Now, I just happen to have a magic box with a fake bottom, and if you let me put all your treasure in an offshore account, I think you'll find it. Yes. And so the young men were returned to the village, and naturally, I, Ferdia the Druid, got the credit. For wasn't it my spell that made Shifra fall in love with Geldorf? Yes, I lived out my days managing the offshore accounts of the she and Geldorf, the bard, and Shifra turned themselves into crows and spent their days singing depressing songs in the Irish rain, a tradition which continues to this very day. So, the next time you hear a bunch of crows singing, listen closely, for it may be that they're not crows at all. and Anne Byrne as the Old Woman and the Queen of the She. The play was written and directed by Roger Gregg and produced by Etna Hand. Sound effects and music were by Owen O'Brien and Roger Gregg. Our audio engineer was Mark McGrath. To find out more about Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's award-winning productions, visit our website at www.crazydogaudiotheatre.com. All right, now's a piece from Crazy Dog live, a piece called Ferdia the Druid, and now we've got a back-to-back piece from Crazy Dog Audio Theatre, exploring more of their work with an Irish theme, um, plenty of science fiction, fantasy, and contemporary drama from Roger Gregg, but now, you know, touching base on the stuff that um, doesn't, I wouldn't say his Irish heritage, because he's actually from Ohio, but his fun satire of the Irish experience, uh, continuing now with The Apocalypse of Bill Lizard. This is the first episode, it is a four-part episode uh, serial. Uh, you can get the rest of it on zbs.org if you like the rest of it. And maybe the rest, more of it, episodes may have been on uh, Sonic Society from time to time, but uh, from year, a few years back, here is The Apocalypse of Bill Lizard, episode one. <laughs> It's got a lot to it, but it's fairly self-explanatory, the puka and all that, so I think you're, you're, you'll get it. All right, uh, Apocalypse of Bill Lizard, here you go. Hearing this now, my friend, you may believe that you're quite safe, perhaps resting comfortably in an easy chair or sitting in your car. But you are not sitting in a chair, my unseen friend. You are sitting in the present. For what is reaching you now is a frozen voice, 
carved long ago in a digital mantelstone and mortised here at this opening. It's just the first of the many illusions Crazy Dog Audio Theatre shall weave for you. In moments, you'll begin to experience a siren song sung on a magical stage of infinite wonder framed by the proscenium arch of your ears and lit by the spotlight of your mind's eye. And it's not the clandestine encryptions which lay ahead or the script laden with conspiratorial Masonic codes or the subliminal messages. And it's not even the necromantic incantations recorded backwards. These are nothing more, of course, than the standard techniques used in every modern sound recording. Compared to what lies ahead, these spiritual traps pale unto insignificance. You see, terms and conditions do apply. You've been warned. Let's begin. If this message reaches you, then you know it's a trick! Oh, Mr. Lizard, I need your help. Crazy Dog Audio Theatre presents The Apocalypse of Bill Lizard by Roger Gregg. That may or may not be true. Get the scroll. Episode 1. Speak not her unspeakable name. You need to speak aloud the words on the scroll of the seven thunders. It's unspeakable. It's your fate you have been chosen. Nothing adds up, Bill. We're going to get the scroll! It's in another dimension! <laughs> the time? No, I can't! Because you broke my watch! I don't know, it's that electromagnetic or ectoplasm thing you do. Nothing works around you. Oh yeah, well, what about the toaster? There's a lot more going on than what meets the eye. Some folks have guardian angels. Some are driven on by demons. Others just have a little inner voice. And me, oh, right. can't you hear? I'm Bill Lizard, and I have Cyril. Cyril is six foot three and a half inches tall. He likes to wear a herringbone Donegal tweed jacket. Oh, and he's shaped like a rabbit. Yeah, he's a puka, a Celtic fairy spirit. To most, Cyril seems invisible. <laughs> but don't let that fool you. He's every bit as real as you. Still can't hear him? Well, listen close. Beings like Cyril appear to those who jump or are pushed over the edge, like the poets, the dreamers. Bill, I'm after saving those. Hear him now? Easy now, Bill. Yeah, I thought you would. I can't believe you filled the safe with these things. Careful, Bill, they, they bruise easily. Carrots? Baby carrots. How'd you break the combination? <laughs> Bill, you know yourself. Doors mean nothing to a pooka. Is that so? It is. Open any door. I might. Squeeze through any keyhole. At a pinch. So, all this time we've been locked in here, you could have just drifted through the keyhole and opened the door from the outside? You should lighten up, Bill. It'll do your power good. We can't all be magical white rabbits. Pookas. Look, just get us out of here. No need. Why not? That's why. Oh, great. Someone's here. Should I get it? No, no, no. I'll handle this. You just keep your paws to yourself. Don't I always? And none of your pranks. Ah, Bill, I, I'd never... No making those pencils float around. Ah, but, Bill, that's the charmer. See, look. Stop that! <laughs> Folks hate that invisible puka stuff. Ah, no, Bill. I'm telling you, it terrifies people. Bill, surely you don't... Surely I do. Ah, no. Ah, yes. But what if... Shh. I'll do the talking, okay? <clears throat> Come in. 
hi, come on in. Uh, just step over that uh, broken glass and the, uh, the carrots. Um, here, let me clear that chair off for you. Maybe I should come back later. No, no, not at all. Sit down. Uh, so, what can we do for you? I'm looking for Bill Lizard. You found him. Your Bill Lizard? Yeah. The Bill Lizard? I think so. You don't seem too sure. If you've been through everything I have, lady, you wouldn't be too sure either. You're certain of that? No. I can see what they say about you is true. Oh, what do they say? That you've been through more parallel universes than anyone. That may or may not be true. But you do know the unknowable. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Lizard, I need your help. Hey, hey, it's all right. Oh, my, she's, she's very, very, very upset. Only you can help me. Bill, and I can call you Bill, can't I? You just did. It's all so crazy. I don't even know where to begin. How about your name? My name? Yeah, it's kind of a key to open your psyche. It's also handy for invoices and things. My name is Mephistopheles. Just Mephistopheles. So, Miss Mephist Mephistopheles. Miss Belling. Miss Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. That's funny. I can't seem to say this name out loud. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Are you sure? Yes. It's unspeakable. Uh, okay. Uh, what can I do? It's about my grandfather. Have you heard of him? Well, I did just now. He was an artist, a creative genius, a sweet, angelic wizard with supernatural talent. You mean like with his underpants over his tights, traffic cone on his head, that kind of supernatural? No, an everyday miracle kind of supernatural. Well, that's a lot of miracles. My grandfather saw things beyond the human imagination. So he had an air about him. Yes, thin air. Thin air? Very thin. So thin, in fact, he disappeared. Disappeared, in fact? Yes. One night, long ago, he vanished. Oh, could be alien abduction. Hmm. One moment he was there, and the next, he wasn't. Vortex dislocation. Yes. No, you don't understand. I thought he had gone to his reward. Oh, there's a reward? Yes, on the other side. Other side of what? The here and now. The there and then? In the afterlife. But now I know it's not the afterlife. It's the now life. How do you know it's now? Because I got this. Hmm, that's a little tape from an answering machine. Yes, can you play it? Oh, sure, here, I'll just uh, stick it into my machine here. Oh, wait a minute, get the um, top off. The other way. What? Oh, right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the other way, the open bit goes towards the bottom. I see, yeah, okay, thank you, right. Um, now, press the play button there. Oh, it's the, oh, it's this one, right, it's the red one. No, no, sorry, that, that's the one. I don't hear anything. What is it? Uh, okay, the volume. What? That little thing you slide oh, there on the side. Oh, right. The, yeah, okay, I got it's it. It's been oh. turned down. Yeah. Someone must have been messing with it. Oh, messing with it. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's your grandfather's voice? Yes, yes, and you see, he's alive and trapped in some kind of infernal dimension of torment. You've got to find him for me. You've got to get him back. I'll do my best. And the scroll. What? Get the scroll. That Seven Thunders thing? Yes, I'll need that as well. Right. Can I keep this tape? Yes, yes, of course. 
So we have a deal then? Yeah, we're in business. Excellent. Well, thank you, Mr. Lizard, and... Mr. Cyril. I'm Cyril. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. Uh, Cyril's my partner. You're a puka, aren't you? Yes. How lovely. I know a family of equine pukas from Apostasy, Texas. Maybe you know them. The nightmares? Mm, no, no, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know any mares. I'm a lepus from Tipperary. Ah, oh, that's fascinating. Tell me, can you get pencils to float in the air? Oh, yes. I just love that invisible puka stuff. The way it terrifies people is just a hoot. <laughs> <clears throat> um, this may seem unimportant, but what's your grandfather's name? Oh, yes. I was wondering when you were going to ask. When you didn't, I thought it was because you're psychic. No, I'm quite ordinary. Yes, I can see that now. And plus, I was distracted by your eyes. Oh? Yeah, they're shining. Even through my dark welding glasses? Yeah, like burning coals. Oh, you flatter me. So how about it? So how about what? Your grandfather's name. I don't know his name. You don't? No, everyone had their own name for him. I just called him Grandfather. Is there any truth in what you're telling me? Some. Right. Mr. Lizard, there is something else. Yes? I must warn you. Since I've got that message, I've been followed by two mysterious men. I see. They're all dressed in white. All in white, huh? Is that significant? Mm, they could be bakers. Yeah, or orderlies from an asylum. Naval officers. Angels, even. <laughs> oh, my. Angels? I doubt that. Well, you won't be careful, will you? Yeah, don't worry. What? So, we were looking for some kind of grandfather that everybody knew by a different name. A wizard of supernatural talent who vanished mysteriously with some kind of scroll. <laughs> we weren't going to find that in the classifieds. This was going to take a lot of right, slow, here, painstaking... Here, here it is, Ben. Look. What? Here, here. It's, it says, Wizard of the Seven Thunders seeks private eye for discreet relationship with apocalyptic climax. Oh, what is that? The classifieds in the metaphysical times, see? What? Where? Where is it? That little lad there, beside the four horsemen. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, that's convenient. No better place to hide than in plain sight, huh? Yeah. An hour later, Cyril and I were in the laboratories of Faustus Research. The old doctor appeared strangely ageless. His darting gaze swooped over us like a feverish hawk. Yet there was an empty achiness, or an aching emptiness, in his eyes. Mr. Lizard, I see you've brought the puka with you. Yeah, this is Cyril. Hello. Hello. A puka's Hibernian chimerus in the shape of Lepus Europaeus. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he's shaped like a rabbit. A puka. Hmm, at a glance, I'd say... Six foot three and a half inch. Actually, 191.7249 centimeters. Oh, well, now. Uh, so, are you... Are I what? Are you him? Him who? Him. Who did you come here to see? You. And who do you see now? You. That answers your question. It does? Yes. 
How do you know? The same way I know your puka was drinking until 4.26 this morning. Oh, my. While you, Mr. Lizard, had less than five hours sleep and will be remembered, if at all, not as a lost or violent soul, but only as a man who hides his fear of intimacy behind his fixation with two-tone footwear. Yeah, these shoes are great. Your favorite color is red, though you publicly say blue. You are left-handed, had a Danish for breakfast. The puka, as usual, drank his. Hey, that's pretty good. Mm, now, that's wizardry, yes. So about your ad in the paper. You need to speak aloud the words on the scroll of the seven thunders. Do I? It's your fate you have been chosen. I have? He has. I've always known that in the end it'd be someone just like you. Just like me? Well, no, not just like you. In fact, actually, you. Actually me? Your arrival was inevitable. Ever since I signed that contract. <laughs> that infernal contract. Zero. Scroll is a contract. So it seems. Long, long ago I sealed a pact. A deal? An exchange. A trade? Yes. I gained to the world power, intelligence, groupies, free cable. Oh, free cable. So you are a wizard. <laughs> wizard, magician, sorcerer, scientist, I've been called them all. So you are very creative. And old. I have fabricated the greatest false dawns of the ages. Alchemy, astrology, phrenology, manifest destiny, mood rings, feminist ethics. <laughs> oh, they're so funny. This was all just a joke to you? Believe me, there is no greater delight than watching intellectual clowns wrestling with nonsensical finger pulls in the warped circus mirrors of distorted Weltschwanz. Oh, that's poetic. So, what's your angle then? Setting the great minds to chase their tails in an endless tautological circle jerk has left me free to create. So you do create then? Yes. I have given thousands of creations to humankind, chlorine gas, dioxin, cigarettes, Windows 95, and this thing here. I haven't even named it yet. One billionth of a gram, and goodbye, Rhode Island. So it was yourself behind all that? Not behind, ahead. Ahead? I was ahead of it all. How come we've never heard of you? He's known by many names, remember? I've shunned the limelight since the dark day I isolated Pastiarala pestis. What's that? It's a toxic bacterium. You mean like germs? Yes, a special germ. Ooh, special. Yes, I found it on fleas carried by Rattus Rattus. The black rat? Indeed. Back then, I had to have them specially imported. Very resourceful creatures, black rats. They gnaw through anything. Oh my, oh my. Yes, regrettable, but I've learned I've done pretty well since then, if you don't count the meltdowns and the killer bees. Okay, if you're this grandfather we're looking for, then where's this scroll? Do you play billiards, Mr. Lizard? No social pleasures for our bill. Well, I, I don't relate well. Follow me to this table. Stick in the mud. It's a pity you don't play. Ah, well. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that every cause has a knock-on effect. You see, one event impacts on another, forming the great chain of causality. Like these balls here? Precisely. The trajectory of one determines the course of another. Good shot. Thank you. Everything in our universe is on such a table. We're on a table? We course through our lives, striking and being struck, rolling along until we reach the end. I am trapped on the karmic field, just as you. My contract is due to expire. Any fool can see the signs. A fool sees signs and everything. Yes, and the sign says it's payback time. That scroll. That scroll, Mr. Lizard, has been the certainty of the ages until now. Until now? What do you mean? 
Are you familiar with particle accelerators? No. The subatomic collisions in such accelerators approach the speed of light. Oh, that's fast. Very. And do you know what happens when these particles smash into each other? They crash? They smash? They fall down? There's a big noise. Yes, but the truly interesting result is that some of the particles disappear. Mm, that's odd. Indeed. So the question is, where do they go? I don't know. I haven't a clue. They go into another dimension. So the scroll is... Yes, that's right. Uh, okay, but the scroll is where exactly? In another dimension. Oh, right. Now I see. It waits for you there. All you have to do is leave this plane of existence and collect it. And how do we do that? By using this. <laughs> The Faustian Particle Accelerator. Oh, a bumper car. Oh, it's lovely. Well, yes, the outward design is based on a 1958 Ashbury Park bumper car. Oh, cherry red. Hey, tail fins. Yes, just some retro design features. Furry dice. Those are merely decoration. But the internal mechanics are state-of-the-art. Wow, a giant bumper car. An accelerator. Wow. But not for subatomic particles. This will take human passengers. Think of what it means. An amusement park for grown-ups. No, it means traveling to another dimension. To get the scroll? Yes, that's right. I don't get it. Don't get what? I thought you wanted to duck out on your contract. I do. Well, then why help us? Yes. Because, because it's in my nature. It's a genetic thing. I can't help myself. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't buy into that determinist stuff. Okay, how about this rationale? I'm sending you there because I know that you're so incompetent that you will undoubtedly botch this up. That I buy. Sounds good to me. Excellent. Now, gentlemen, if you'll put on these helmets. Uh, okay. Oh, let's get the goggles with it. Oh, look, there's holes for my ears. Now, that's a nice touch. Mm, yeah. Now, uh, slip out of your clothes, Mr. Lizard. What? Naked you come into the world, and naked you shall leave it. Well, except for the crash helmet. Oh, all right. I mean, you're wearing a white lab coat, so I better do as you say. Good. That's it. Now, both of you, climb in. Oh, tight fit. Just got my leg under the dash there. Oh, Ooh, hey, leather on the steering wheel. Yes, it's a sports model. Hmm, this seat doesn't go back. No, no, it does. Just pull that lever there. This one. Oh, hey, look, a radio! Yes, how do you like that stereo? It's nice! What? I said it's nice, big bassy speakers! Okay! Now just sit tight. Systems on! Powering up laser resonators! Where are the seat belts? Oh no! That would defeat the purpose! When you collide at the speed of light, you must be thrown free of the wreckage! I guess we can forget about airbags. Now it'll just take a bit for the Nerlon capacitators to warm up. Comfortable? Yes, thank you. Zero. What is it, Bill? Look who just sneaked in. How'd she get in here? It's Miss, uh, what's her name? You know, the name I can't pronounce. Yes, what's she doing? She's sneaking up behind the doctor. Get ready to blast off, Mr. Lizard! Not so fast, Doctor! Ah! 
It's you! Trying to evade payment, are we? This isn't what it looks like. No? What it is, in fact, is quite different from what, in fact, it looks like it is. Sophistry? Ha! Remember who you're talking to. Okay, then. Stay back, or I'll flick the blast-off switch. <laughs> you threaten me with your toy. Stay back! Stay back! You know, Doctor, beneath your lab coat and red rubber gloves, you're as much a fool as those two idiots in your cheesy bumper car. What'd she say? Oh, look, Bill, there's the cup holder. Oh, hey, that's handy. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'll pay. Oh, you're going to pay. I just wanted more time. Time, Doctor, is what you're finally out of. Oh, my, she's a stickler, isn't she? Yeah, very high maintenance. Bill, Cyril, turn off that radio and get out of the car. But we're going to get the scroll. It's in another dimension. The doctor has deceived you. He's trying to obliterate you. Obliterate? Oh, that's bad. Just get out of the car. Well, if you say so. <laughs> now, doctor, it's time to go for that little ride to oblivion. Get in. Please, no, no. Maybe I need to take off my welding glasses so you can look directly into my eyes. No, no, I'm going. See, I'm getting in the car. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You mean the doctor is... Stay out of this. Well, I'm just trying to... This is not your business, Bill. This is between the doctor and me. In the end, it ends. In the twinkling of an eye. Yes, okay. You guys stand clear. Let's launch this thing. Oh, wait. Let me adjust the... Mirror. <laughs> wow, that was something else. Oh, he's gone. Bill, I'm so sorry. I should have warned you. Oh, it's okay. I just assumed you'd know that the doctor's classified ad was a false lead. Well, I did. Uh, I, I just had to check it out, you know. Yes. I've got more information for you. Oh, yeah? One of Grandfather's names. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. The name is Gabriel Angeli. Angeli? Yes, he worked as an artist. You'll find out more here. Read this. Hmm. A natural fictional science convention. Right. Be careful, Bill. The men in white suits. Are they after you? Yes, they're following me. I've got to go. No, stay. They mustn't find out about you. Hey, don't worry. I'm a big boy. Cyril's a big rabbit. Puka! I must go quickly, but first... First what? First this. What is that? Lipstick? Sulfur. What? I can't explain now. You'll have to trust me. Well, hold on, can we just... No, not now. It's too dangerous here. I have to go, Bill. Well, well, hey, wait. Miss, 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 spell. Miss, miss... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, wait, wait! <laughs> that was very odd. I just don't understand her, Cyril. Why'd she have to run away like that? She just doesn't add up. Nothing adds up, Bill. Why does she need me to get this scroll for her? Why doesn't she just get it herself? Yeah. She's quite determined. Yeah. Well, let's go. Bill. What? Put your clothes back on. Oh, right. Well, here, hold my shoes, will you? And careful with those. Those are the nice ones. You know how hard it is to find the two different colored polish for those things? You know, they say neutral polish works for two-tone shoes. That's not true, you know. Yeah, I don't like sandals, and you know that.
You've been listening to Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's The Apocalypse of Bill Lizard, written, directed and produced by Roger Gregg. Featuring Morgan Jones as Cyril the Puka. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That was very odd. Anne Byrne as Miss Mephistopheles. It's all so crazy. I don't even know where to begin. Michael Murphy as Dr. Faustus. Naked you come into the world and naked you shall leave it. Well, except for the crash helmet. And Roger Gregg as Bill Lizard. No, no, no. I, I, I don't buy into that determinist stuff. To find out more about Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's award-winning audio productions, visit our website at www.crazydogaudiotheatre.com. All right, and that was uh, the Apocalypse of Bill Lizard from Crazy Dog Audio Theatre, crazydogaudiotheatre.com, as well as zbs.org if you want to hear more and undoubtedly if you go to radiodomrevival.com and type in crazy dog into our search or click on the crazy dog banner you'll find plenty of episodes have featured roger Gregg's work and crazy dog audio theater a lot i consider him personally a friend and mentor who has helped me develop as i am as an audio artist and has done some magnificent work over the year uh over the years not quite as much since uh he's hasn't had the same relationship with rte recently but um, a lot of great productions that Gaty School of Acting, in fact, has a new one that I hope to feature on the show soon. Next week, as I mentioned, we will be having the BBC's Severed Threads. Uh, really want to feature that, and we'll feature three series of that, as well as an interview with the creator, John Dryden. Uh, it's going to be a great piece starting next week. Um, yeah, and meanwhile, you can find over 150 hours of original audio drama up at uh, radiodramarevival.com. You can follow us on Twitter, hit up at Radiodrama, or on Facebook, find Radio Drama Revival. And we are working very quickly to get you an email version. If you um, haven't quite uh, mastered your podcast reader, we should be sending out weekly updates of the show. And of course, if you are using your podcast reader effectively, check out iTunes, Radio Drama Revival, and leave us a review there if you like this show and want to keep it, keep it supported. All right, and that wraps up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Uh, Radio Drama Revival originates on on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's community radio from the University of Southern Maine. And uh, it is produced as a podcast from a labor of love by yours truly. Uh, all right, and as always, uh, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.